everyone. Welcome to Seeking What They Sought. And this is our... <laughs> right off the bat. As you can see, this is just the four of us. Oh, this no. one's going to be... This one's going to be what it is. But uh, we just did We're a back. several part series called What is an Adventist? And... Uh, yeah, it's been a really great series. We interviewed uh, a bunch of people that were, it was really good interviews. And um, and to be honest, guys, I think I might as well just start it off with the bombshell that we were talking about before this. But um, I'm ready. Yeah, as a result. Comes. What? I, <laughs> it's your which, which, this which is, bombshell? <laughs> this, is a, this, this is a serious moment, guys. Um, I, I don't believe Yeah, that. as a result of this series, I... Um, yeah, I just have realized like I'm not actually really that Adventist and I'm, I don't think I'm, I don't, I wouldn't identify as an Adventist anymore. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a long journey. I've kind of just walked, um, just trying to figure out a bunch of different things about what I believe. And I am now a member of the FLDS church. So, um, I w- I'm excited <laughs> to introduce you to my second and third wife and, We've had, I've had, I've, I've had six kids since the last time we talked. And that's, I mean, to be honest, like, I just, I feel like I found the truth. The you know? sheer so, rate of, I mean, childbirthing. To be fair, your productivity has really shot up. It, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's just, that's the bombshell announcement that I have to announce as a result of ours. <laughs> I broke, nice. I broke, I couldn't do it. It was a good oh, series. That's the end of the episode. I mean, yeah, that's that was it. It yeah, was a it, it was a long series. I didn't realize that seeking what they saw it meant seeking what what uh, what's his face uh, uh, Smith was seeking. <laughs> this is time. going. Great. This is Will great. Smith. Yeah, Will. <laughs> you know, that's you know, a whole other can recent of worms stuff, that we Yeah, with do. the recent stuff, <laughs> I feel a... like Joseph Smith and Will Smith might be there. Might be some similarities there. You know. Yeah, there might be some some weird crossover. That's a weird. <laughs> That's a weird bingo that's card, a, like that's universe. A, that's a fanfic I haven't read yet. <laughs> yeah, crossover between Will Smith and Joseph. No, just what, whatever's <laughs> happening in his in his marriage. I mean, it it could, it could sound like it, you know, no, if you threw some Joseph real. Smith in there, then you know, Absolutely. maybe so, it's all connected. Yeah, all that to say, it was a good series. <laughs> that's one of the weirder <laughs> intros we've ever done. <laughs> It, what happened? That's what happened. Is I was I was watching. I was recently just watched like an hour and a half video of this guy who like uh, he he goes with this former FLDS guy uh, mm-hmm. to like the town where all of they them used to live, and uh, and so I just watched that. So that's that was on my that was on my Wait, mind. What what is the F, Jesse? I've never heard that. Fundamentalist, I think, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? I think so. Hmm. I don't actually know. So they, they, those are like the ones that still adhere to like. Me and I'm stuff. Google it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Fundamentalist Church of, the, see, of Jesus Christ of Latter Day well, Saints. That I always thought Seventh yeah. Day Adventist was a mouthful. Oh my gosh, Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day yeah, Saints. That is a that's mouthful. a. Come on, like just from a marketing perspective, I feel like you'd have more people if you just short. That's that worse thing. than seeking so, what they saw. That is, uh, <laughs> you know, called out. I we can't even talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's just gone with Adventist podcast. You know, <laughs> maybe that's what happened. Maybe the FLDS church, maybe they couldn't get enough converts because their name was so stinking long. And so they're like, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to have as many kids as we can to <laughs> fill out the church. Maybe right. that's what happened. So yeah. I don't think that's what happened, but it does track. 
<laughs> Speaking of tracks, uh, the Avenist Church. Uh, I'm ready. Yeah. Anyways, that um, was that was as far as you got. <laughs> I. Thanks. They nice. don't. They don't. They don't get glowing reviews though. Uh, oh. but, uh, sorry. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, nice. <sighs> sorry. Are we gonna second. do punt wars now? Is that what? No, is that what's no, happening? No. Let's let's not get sidetracked. Um, you just use cracked I, I again. Think he knows. Yeah. <laughs> but but really, I think um, you know. First off, we've had so many new people come in as part of the the seeking what they sought community through True. this series and we should uh, first that. off thank you for just taking the time to not only listen but just share with us your your opinions whether you agree or disagree with us on mm-hmm. you know how we've approached this uh we've gotten a lot of suggestions for people we've we should have on uh mm-hmm. and, and we do read those comments we read the emails um and some and... of the wildest youtube comments <laughs> i think i've ever seen yeah there's some know, wild gotten, ones in there it's gotten really wild I, I look back on our first four seasons and it was like man we we were pretty tame and then suddenly oh, yeah. uh with this series things got pretty interesting which is which is great um it's fine to have different perspectives and different you know hot takes and everything um but you know the reality is we we could honestly let this series go on forever uh, there's a million people we could probably interview sure. with different perspectives on what Adventism is, uh, you know. And some of you suggested different different people, and 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 I'll just say that we are still planning, obviously, to with the podcast to talk to different people, different perspectives within the framework of Adventism. So just because this series is ending doesn't mean, you know, we're not going to get into, you know, other things with with different people. Some of them you've suggested. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, I, I think. Honestly, I'm I'm really happy with how this has turned out because we've had mm-hmm. a lot of different viewpoints on and and we've had so many comments from you guys just saying like, wow, this has not ever happened before where I've had this space to to listen, reflect, mm-hmm. uh, and hear these type of conversations from, you know, just a public platform with an yeah. advertism. And and done in a meaningful yeah, yeah. way. So and and not to not to pat ourselves on the back it's it's more just simply like it's it's just really cool to see and it's exciting for us to see mm-hmm. so many of you jump on and, and share your thoughts uh and it's we haven't even kept up with with again all of your comments your emails and uh that's that's a good problem to have it means that you guys are engaged oh, yeah. you're you're interested in this it, it means that what we're doing matters because you guys desire to mm-hmm. to hear this conversation and to reflect and think about you know who we are as a church yeah, it's really shown, the series has really shown me just the sheer um, expansiveness and really kind of just been a like representation of the spectrum of, of Adventist belief, like it, how, how wide it really is. Because, you know, we've, we've had from president of the General Conference himself to someone like Tim Jennings to an ex-Adventist. Um, it's just been, it's cool to, to see the, the spectrum of belief um, and have, have these conversations, so... Thank you guys for for joining with us. It's been a long one, but we're glad. So, what do you think? What what uh um what I is mean, an Adventist? Are you are are you going to join me in the have FLDS church or how you feeling? I mean, <laughs> what would we have to rename the podcast if that was? Uh... <laughs> I just think it's interesting <laughs> the direction that like that's that's where it. you went. Na- navigating polygamy. That'd be the... <laughs> <laughs> imagine an entire brand change where we just became. <laughs> an LDS podcast overnight. 
and never acknowledge the change. Never, yeah, just <laughs> yeah, it just happens. I just um, love the the difference between like that and Miles. Where like Miles went to like Presbyterian, you you went to the LDS church. Yeah, <laughs> in this just, hypothetical scenario, theoretically, <laughs> I mean, they're, theoretically, our churches are sort of connected. So yeah, we're just right. doing the reverse of the Adventist founders. We're all splintering back into the, the groups that formed <laughs> right. Adventism. Exactly. <laughs> So, the no, so actually, <laughs> I'm now so Christian. What actually, connection. what do you actually think? Wow, that is a that's a deep cut. cut. So, what do you actually think? About, sorry, sorry, I have to go back to that. It's Christian connection, and the the connection is spelt with an X, not a like a yep. not the yep. yeah yeah. Okay, anyways, that, that was okay. They, they were doing the X thing back before it was cool. Yeah, that's that a was, okay. Yeah. Anyways, a what do you ago. actually what do you actually think about everything we've gone through? Uh, are you more of an Adventist, less of an Adventist? Are you, uh, holding your beliefs more, more loosely? Are you holding them more tightly? Where are you at? Yeah, I I think for, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think, well, I'll speak for myself. I think for me, it was really good to hear just all the different perspectives. I think Miles pushed me the most. It made me think, and, and I know mm. that a lot of you have commented, and, and to be honest, um, both, both there was a lot of appreciation for us doing that, The having a, a former Adventist on, just saying, um, you know, thank you for, for doing this, having a space where you feel comfortable and confident enough to, you know, have someone on that totally disagrees with you guys. Um, but also, we what, had but a, what did, a quite what a did few... you think, Sean? I don't, I, what well, did you think? No, I'm leading into it. I'm leading well, into it. How did it, it push Jesse? you? Sean's on the beginning of answering that. Well, it did push me because he, to be frank, Miles does, and and as I was kind of re-listening through the episode again, he brings up good points on like, hey, these are some major things to think about. Like what, you know, the 28 fundamental beliefs actually say. And so it kind of made me go back and think about, you know, man, it, it maybe isn't as clear. Like when we talk about Adventism, maybe we haven't been clear enough or maybe... Um, the way we look at the 28 fundamentals and the the foundations of our church, um, the way that he describes it, it's like, wow, if you can interpret it that way and, and see Adventism as a different, not just a different branch, right? He he specifically says, yeah, we're a tree. different tree. Yeah, we're not and Christians. I had never really heard <clears throat> that level of, um, I, I don't know, the way that he talks about Adventism is not just it's weird or it's a cult. It's like, like it, it was a very specific way of talking about our our beliefs, and I don't fully agree with him on on the way he he concluded. I think you know, and we we kind of talked back and forth about how it felt sometimes like it was nitpicking certain issues that you know, reading into things, reading between the lines that felt a bit more uh, you know like semantics versus oh, this mm-hmm. is truly misleading the church, and we're all like this. And Jesse, you talked about that too, where you know you you would kind of go back and forth with him and say like, but if you look at the church today and what we actually believe, like we're, we're Christians, we're, we're Protestant Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of living in between that space of, I agree, I agree with that, but I also, and, and Jesse, I know maybe we disagree on this is I also do think there is something very distinct about Adventism when it comes to our theology that does mm-hmm. separate us from the rest of rest of the Christian world that paints a picture of God and reality and the story of history in a very unique way. 
Um, you know, I, that's, I agree. You know, I agree that I we're so better well. than everybody. Yeah, I agree. That we're better than <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, you, you have Ty like on kind of agreed with Miles in a way that like because Ty straight up was like, I, I, I don't think I could be a Christian outside of Adventism. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe, maybe yeah. I don't. Maybe not. I hope I'm not misrepresenting what he said, but that's kind of what I no, got. He from, did. I mean, his, his claim on that, his claim on that is pretty much like this is the best like, representation. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, yeah. and I think he. In his view, the traditional like evangelical Christian uh, perspective, like grossly mischaracterizes God in a way that mm-hmm. he can't reconcile. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really interesting because I feel like that episode with Miles was was pretty formative even for me because I think it's I've definitely been outside of Adventism in conversations and association with people like just had a lot of really good friends, mentors, people who are not Adventists who, you know, I'm, I'm not like just growing up in a bubble and just mad at it and want to leave and rebel against it. Like it just, there's some, excuse me, there's actually some like it being informed, you know, that that's behind that. Mm-hmm. But it was really interesting to sit down and, and have that conversation because I came out of that more solid in being an Adventist than I had previously, which is really funny. I know mm. um, there was some response that we got to that episode that was like, Miles, Miles like beat you guys in a debate. And it was sort of interesting because right. it was like, that was, I wasn't even, I wasn't really trying to debate um, as much as just have a conversation to hear perspective. And then and there was some, like, I guess you could call it debate, but the, 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 the premise of that conversation was not that we're going to sit down and present our ideas and you're going to present your ideas. And we're going to see who wins. Like, yeah. That was just not yeah. what it was. And so I walked away from that like, wow. I feel more Adventist and and justifiably so than I did before because it was like, oh yeah, I realize I'm here not because I think the church has everything together. I'm here because I see a church that has a really good foundation and has gotten off base in a lot of places and I want to be part of of bringing it back to something, not as a savior complex, but just as like in my little way, in my little corner of wherever this is to be part of, mm-hmm. of, and it, that's where I was like, okay, this does feel like family. It, it's one thing to say, oh, I'm just going to stay in a place where theology is terrible and try and change it dramatically. But I'm like, I don't actually think that theology is terrible. I think that it's really strong, but that, that it's, there's, there's movements within Adventism. And a lot of that can be like the, the overwhelmingly traditionalist or conservative like large majority movement that I'm like, ah, I just, I'm not, uh, that doesn't feel good to me um, in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, but can I be part of, of bringing what I think is, is, is a more gospel centered approach to it? Yeah. hundred percent. And I can see the potential in it. And that's where I realized, like, I just don't agree with him on a lot of what he said um, mm-hmm. because it was nitpicky. It was very, like, well, the wording of it isn't specifically as it was in the Nicene Creed, and therefore it's like that's sort of the, the the spirit of it. And it's like, yeah, I know it doesn't doesn't have to be. Um, there's there's different ways of of holding this that aren't outside of the. It's not a different tree. It's just how mm-hmm. we're how we how we hold it differently. And so it was just an interesting thing. Like, yeah, I walked away from that thinking, man, wow, I'm actually I actually kind of know why I'm an Adventist even more. So. Yeah, it's it. I almost feel like that episode was a bit climactic throughout the series. Like I, I think like Ty circles back around. That was also really climactic for me, just because I think he puts language to 
he puts language to, I think, what I was trying to articulate in the episode with Miles, but I wasn't really there yet, to be honest, to be able to articulate it. But I, I think, I mean, same with you, Jesse, like that conversation was so clarifying for me. And I think that I, first of all, I have n- <laughs> never gotten as many people who hit me up personally about any other episode than we've ever done than that episode. I had like pastors from all over the country calling me mostly. You had some to people say, like, saying to you pretty much like, like you guys, you guys are doing a disservice to it because you just let him yeah. talk and didn't like really push back hard. Yeah, yeah. Essentially like, why'd you let him win the debate? Why did you mm-hmm. like, you guys kind of got like wrecked. Like, why did you, why, why didn't you defend the church better essentially? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, as Jesse said, like the premise of the conversation was never a debate. Miles sort of took it that direction. And, um, you know, perhaps that was a learning moment on, on, on our part just to see. Like, I kind of oh, yeah, knew he would, but, but yeah. it, still it's like the, the, the whole thing that we're doing here isn't trying to debate belief, at least in this, in this series, as much mm-hmm. as to wrestle with a thing. And, and, uh, and, and I, that's, that's for me what it listen. ends up being. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and honestly, and honestly, if his perspective is compelling, then great. Then oh, yeah. Let's discuss then, yeah. it. And honestly, yeah. I, I don't. It's not about us losing. It's about shedding mm-hmm. light on this is a, a view of what Adventism is, yeah, and a really reason important. people leave. There's a significant group that have left Adventism, and this for is the reasons one, that he brings up. There, mm-hmm. there are some, not all of them. There's many reasons mm-hmm. people leave the church, and that's that could almost be its own series, but. Uh, that you know, he is firmly in the theological camp of the mm-hmm. way he interprets why Adventism is heretical, why it's not the same tree, why it's not uh, the same gospel, the same Jesus Christ as a person that we worship, and that's mm-hmm. significant. You know, let uh, I, there's no concern to me about winning a, a, a debate. I know that's and that's kind of funny that that kind of came out. Not not to call anyone out for for telling you that, Anthony, but it, what it reveals to me is that's so inherent in Adventist. DNA mm. in our culture to win debates. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that honestly makes me more concerned than giving a platform to a former Adventist. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, and theoretically letting them win, right? Like yeah. we should be able to be confident enough in our beliefs and our understanding to, to let someone speak, you know, done so respectfully. And I think Miles was respectful. He, he definitely uh, is an assertive character. His personality sure. is that way. Yeah. But I never got the sense that he was trying to you know, manipulate us or be rude or, or unkind, like before and after recording, it was a good conversation with him. Yeah, it was cordial. And um, he and did, so, he yeah. did call you specifically out of that. He did tell me Sean, to repent. So he did tell me you know, to repent. Yeah, yeah he he how's did. that, how's that been going? I thought he, I thought mm-hmm. he told us all to repent. I mean, yeah, but he, well, he, but Sean but he specifically, he called me by name to repent, uh, because yeah, no, I, I specifically said that I believe in the investigative judgment, uh, doctrine. But how's that and, going? Uh, have you, have you repentance. found Jesus yet? Or <laughs> <laughs> I find Jesus everywhere in the investigative judgment, Jesse. How about you? Uh, oh, Sean. But uh, look, you know, and that's that that's is... its own uh, that's its own topic, I think that we've that's, that's again, an upcoming we... debate, right there. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and debate I, begin now. <laughs> and, and you know, I will say this. I, I will say at the start of this, Jesse, one of the things that was driving me in this series was very doctrine centric on how we approach mm-hmm. what is an Adventist. I will say, although that's still very important to me, it's shifted for me to a much bigger perspective of what matters in Adventism yeah. mm. uh, in terms of the character of God. And, and this was 
mirrored through many people. Melissa, when she talked mm-hmm. about why she's an Adventist, she talked about the character of God and the mm-hmm. framework, right? Uh, when we talked yeah. to Randy Roberts, he said he, he gave the analogy of an inverted pyramid mm-hmm. uh, and seeing the priorities. What is at the very you know, foundation? And those are the similar things, right? An inverted pyramid, it's the it's the the small aspect of that at the bottom that is very similar, right? Jesus Christ is God, you know, the Trinity, the other pieces of of the the very core of Christianity, Adventism is harm in harmony with. And then mm-hmm. as you go, you know, as you branch out, you you have other beliefs that are still important, uh, but they but they're not on the foundation of yeah. that core principle. They but they expand mm-hmm. upon. And, and it is still a belief, not, and this is where people mix up. I, there are some people that say, oh, those are superficial, not necessary things to believe. I, I do believe they're still foundational in the sense that if you get rid of them, it does unravel the Adventist sweater. I've said that before. Like if you mm. get rid of um, Sabbath, state of the dead, investigative judgment, um, sanctuary, you know, those, those pieces, three angels messages, I, I do think that it, it, makes a much less compelling picture of why does Adventism matter as a specific belief system or framework of how we, you know, interpret the Bible. But, mm-hmm. uh, but also, so, I, I think that part of what I recognized through this series was, so let's say, let's say that, let's say in 10 years, we have another like Desmond Ford moment where investigative mm-hmm. judgment gets challenged. And let's just say, sure. I mean, this isn't, this isn't going to happen, but let's just say that it was realized, oh yeah, like we had the interpretation on that wrong. It's not there. Like, what if that happened? Okay, well, I think part of the fear that we end up having is, oh no, we won't be distinctive. It won't matter that we exist. But it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like if even if we had the exact same belief systems as another denomination, let's just say like word for word, it was all the same. We'd still be a distinct culture. We'd still be a distinct, like we'd still have a distinct thing to do that was different. I mean, it's just because your belief, just because your d- doctrine might be exactly the same does not mean you need to be one united thing all the time it's and, and maybe maybe I, I maybe i'm saying things i don't believe but it's just in the sense that like i think we get so worried about being unique that's really what i mean here i get, think we get we, we get so worried mm-hmm. about being unique that i'm like yeah but what if what if our uniqueness is yeah okay like maybe we look at our character the character of god through this lens that is way more helpful to people and and what we would say is is more accurate to what's presented in scripture great but is that like ultimately the mission of every Christian church is the same. It's, it's yeah. to make disciples and it's to, it's to, it's to, it's to, to love people well, to serve the world. Like that's, that's the mission of every single church. So even if like, we're not the most unique, I guess is really what I'm trying to say. That's that, that, that has struck You're me through this. Even if we're not the most unique, it's okay. Distinctive. Yeah, exactly. And it's not bad to be distinctive. It's just that if we're worried about losing our distinctiveness, then what if we lost our dis- distinctiveness, melded back into the greater idea of Christianity, and yet still loved people and worked on the on, on behalf of the poor and the widow and the orphan and did everything in Matthew twenty five, clothe clothe the naked, uh, visit people in prison. If we did that, would we have lost something? Yeah. So I the mean, argument, like, and so, just so I'm not I, saying I disagree. That's just with a big you, picture. That's just a no, big picture. No, I, I, look, I and and big picture, I agree with that. And and what I said is this series has expanded for me a balanced, I think a more balanced view of that big picture while also yeah. still retaining the conviction that that big picture is best expressed through Adventist beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's the character of God, when it, what it inspires us to go, like Ty talked about, you know, God is love, therefore 
This is yeah. what I do. Yeah, like, no, this is good. the expression of my faith. This is the expression of my belief. And it gives me a reason for it. And so mm-hmm. I think the pushback, Jesse, is, and, and this is, you know, the the fight back would be um, that if if I go that route of, well, if we just kind of absorb back into Christianity and still love people and do that, the one person might say, or one perspective might say, well, you could go as far to do that even entirely out of Christianity. An argument is you can go love people and be a, a you know, fight for social justice and, and uh, you know, clothe the naked no, but, and feed but, but what the I mean, and what do I that mean, without though, the framework of Christianity. What I mean, though, is like our distinctives outside of like that, that, that inverted pyramid, the very bottom of it, that's small. Mm-hmm. Like these beliefs are Christianity. You can't get away from those ones you know, no matter really what you do. Um, if, if we kept that and, but yet somehow, I guess my, my biggest point here is, is not even to fully disagree with what you're saying about being convicted that there is something unique and, and good about Adventist theology in the way that it's expressed at its best, <laughs> not, not in a lot of ways right. that I heard it, but right. like at its right. best. Um, okay. Like that can be true. But let's just say some of the distinctives get adopted by other churches, Sabbath, state of the dead. Let's just say in the next 100 years, a bunch of other Christian churches adopt that. Oh, no. Now we have to hold on to sanctuary doctrine and investigative judgment as like our unique, and then Ellen White, as our unique distinctive to be unique, to be separate in order to maintain some sort of like, we're actually different than everybody else. And it's like, well, what if that's not even the point? Hmm. What if what if other people adopted these things and in, in maybe held them in slightly different ways than we do? And what if we just end up looking like everybody else over time? Maybe not even because we went the other direction, but because they came this direction. Oh, no. Like, what would happen? Would we be unique anymore? And what what shrinking thing would we have to hold on to? Yeah. I, I, I just get the sense that that ends up being sort of a, it's, it's a human thing to do. It's not an administ thing. It's a human thing sure. to do. We want to maintain mm-hmm. our uniqueness and our separateness. But when I look at it, I, that's why that's why I think some of those beliefs matter less to me as a, we have to hold them. Not, yeah, I'm I, saying I, that we shouldn't hold them. I'm just saying that we don't have to. Um, and that's why I'm more comfortable saying I can be an Adventist and not necessarily hold to the idea of the investigative judgment as expressed in a belief, like written out belief by the church and wrestle with it, not to try. And, and I'm learning even for myself, I'm learning it. I, I don't have to like even hardcore disagree with it, but I can be mm. comfortable just saying, I'm not so sure about that one, but I'm sure enough mm-hmm. about the rest of it and about my, my, my walk with Jesus that I'm part of this movement. And it's part of my role in this movement to be somebody who just voices questions and wrestles with stuff. And is it trying to tear the whole thing down? But does that make sense? Like I, that, mm-hmm. it's it's. I don't feel like we have to be so unique that we can't then just wrestle with the stuff and see yeah, where we no, come I, out. No, I would say the premise that we have to be unique. If that's the goal, then that's the worst thing ever. I, that's that's mm-hmm. not that mm-hmm. should not be the goal of Adventism. Is is being unique? I'm um, not saying it's goal, a goal. The, I'm saying it's it's a fear that ends up playing no, out. No, I'm saying either way, whether it's a fear, and and I would say, yeah. and I can only speak for myself, is if if it's the fear of being unique that's driving me for those beliefs, then it's wrong. It's yeah. it's specific, that at least, that doesn't make the belief wrong, it means my reasoning's wrong. It's mm-hmm. more about, so let's let's talk, you know, and, and this is, there's always going to be loose ends. We didn't have time to really talk with a a professor yet. We, we want to, trust us. We've, we've had some mm-hmm. conversations. We want to make it happen to talk about the sanctuary, to talk about investigative judgment, those other uh, more unique Adventist doctrine. And and for me, it's less about the fear of being unique. It's more about let's confront those beliefs um, 
mm-hmm. and say, is there something worthwhile here? Why is this so important to Adventism beyond just being unique? Does this shed light more clearly on the character of God, on the Bible, the gospel, um, and what my mission is as a Christian? And if it doesn't, then we need to confront that seriously. Now, my from from my ways of looking at it, from what I've seen, I say yes. It's not just a fear of not being unique. It's it actually sheds light and expands upon the Christian core of what it you know like again at the the very foundation of Christianity. It expands on that idea. So when you say if we strip that away a hundred years from now, for me, I'm coming from a present a premise that I'm not fearing losing my uniqueness. I would fear, are we losing a more clear picture of who God is and the gospel? Mm-hmm. And so if it yeah, is, if it, if, it, yeah. if it really matters, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'm going to fear that if I'm, if I'm mm-hmm. getting rid of something. Now, if it's That's not fair, that, yeah. if it's a distraction, like Desmond Ford's premise is, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay? Yeah. And that's why I say, you know, and again, this is why it's an ongoing thing. I think that's, but I agree with you though, Jesse, that we should have the wiggle room to mm-hmm. wrestle with that and say, you know what, I don't really get this, or this is really weird how we've packaged this or presented it. Absolutely. We need to look at this more clearly and have an open, open, honest place where you don't fear getting disfellowshipped, right? What a shame that we lost Desmond Ford and what, almost a thousand uh, pastors, you know, Adventist mm-hmm. pastors. Like that, what a waste of time and, and resources to make that happen. You know, that's, that's a... That's a sad event, you know, because you look at Desmond yeah. Ford's story mm-hmm. and he had so much good to present to Adventism. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, um, so so for me, it's it's saying, yeah, I, I'm not fearful of losing the uniqueness. It's, does this really matter? You know, yeah, does this, this belief? I hear you on that, yeah. And so that it's worth it's worth us pursuing, right? It's worth us pursuing to say. And, and Anthony, you've been on that journey too, right? When you talk about the sanctuary, oh, yeah. your perspective shifted. Um, same for me. It's it's more just about can we go on that journey together and have an open, mm-hmm. safe place to do that? Because that's the only way we're going to continue forward as a church. It's not putting these these barriers up as leadership has making tweets saying if you don't believe this way, you should resign. That does not yeah. foster it just doesn't healthy help. spiritual growth for anyone. And yeah. so oh, Theodore. Yeah, so and and so that's that's what really upsets me is, is that, that's not that's not the premise of Adventism. You look at Adventism, we were messy yeah, at the beginning. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and that's what, what I think, and we all the whole premise of our podcast is that was inspirational. Like that that wrestling mm-hmm. of scripture, that messiness, uh spirit led conversation, uh Mm-hmm. is is something we desire. And Sean, it's I what, actually yeah. I actually think that, that that's the thing that I think I gain clarity on in talking to Miles because I think as we were talking I was trying to articulate and I think I used terms like, you know, there's an Adventist spirit of holy descent or something. I was I was trying to come up with language to describe what I think what you're talking about is like built into the Adventist ethos and identity is this inspirational idea that like built into the creating of this movement was the messy process of just like trying to figure it out. And that now we still have that room to just try and figure it out. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something that, that he, you know, he pushed back on hard where he's like, well, if it's not in the verbatim in the 28 or in official statements. And for us, to me, I think that gave me clarity on that episode, gave me clarity on like, Oh, I actually, 
I actually have come to believe that there are a set of higher Adventist principles that supersede, I think, the 28. Um, that, oh, and, and I don't, I don't think say that more I, about this. Go on. Yeah. And I think that I think that Ty actually articulated this well. And I, I mean, I've been on this journey for a while. Um, but I think that when you when you read the founders, when you read Ellen, when you read the preamble to the twenty eight, um, when you understand like certain principles, like present truth, I think like in particular, I think present truth is one of those higher principles where like the the Adventist ear is always open to what the Spirit is trying to speak in this moment, not only in the past, but in this current moment. And I think to me, that's that's such a uh, unique... I think that's a really actually distinctive... I think it actually makes us extremely progressive. And I think I realized I, that in, in, in speaking to Miles, because he he's coming from a... You know, and I don't mean this as a dig at him, but a pretty fundamentalist, yeah, like Christian perspective, I would say. Where he's saying, uh, right? He's saying, like, if it's not in the Apostles' Creed, Christian, yeah, fundamentalist, fundamentalist Christian, not FLDS, like me, yeah, yeah, not FLDS or fundamentalist, yeah. 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 But he's coming from a pretty yeah. f- fundamentalist Christian perspective, where he's saying, if it's not in these sets of creeds, then you're not a Christian, then you're out. Mm-hmm. If it's not, if you don't believe everything verbatim, yeah. and for me, I'm just like, ooh, I that's that kind of freaks me out a little bit because I think, well, that's because you're a heretic, but I, I, <laughs> but what's, what's actually he interesting as a result, so. <laughs> but, but as, I, get, I get what you're saying, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. As a result that. of this series. Oh, sorry. Go for it. No, no, it's fine. That's fine. Well, I, I was just going to say, say. I, <laughs> no, you never do. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was going to say what, what you said about present truth. I think I, before this series, I would have come back and I would have said, well, yeah, we say that, but we don't actually do that. And I think what I've learned from this series is like, yeah, no, okay, that that is from a we position. Do. I like, well, no, no, that's coming from a place in me that I I, I haven't seen it really play out that way, and I haven't mm-hmm. seen it done well, and I haven't mm-hmm. all I've really ever experienced in what you might call official circles is, mm-hmm. uh, well, I want to be careful about that from the top from like the, the top of Adventism and that bleeds sure. down into many of the spaces that like, you know, you're the elder in your church and the, uh, the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the local, the local pastor or whatever. Um, <laughs> and, uh, what, what, what I've experienced there is a, the truth is settled. Everything is, is, yeah. is as it has, has been stated and yeah. as Ellen White stated it, it's there, it's, it's done. Um, and so you don't really ever experience present truth, at least I haven't, in a healthy, yeah, in a healthy way. So I think I would have before the series just argued, well, we don't actually do that. We don't actually believe that. But I'm realizing mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, maybe I haven't experienced that, but it is built into the belief. Like you're saying, it is a yeah. higher principle that maybe hasn't been approached well, hasn't been utilized yeah. recently, but it's still there. And yeah. I think that's that's what I'm learning about holding my Adventism a little bit differently in that way. It's like, oh yeah, no, it is still there. Just because it hasn't been used doesn't mean that it's not part of Adventism. It just means it hasn't yeah. been part of a lot of the Adventism I have been in. And so that's, yeah. yeah uh, absolutely. But I'm curious th- about, are there yeah. other principles that you, that you see as yeah. like higher tier? I, I think that, that that episode was enlightening. It came at an enlightening time because I was in my last semester at Andrews, I was clarifying a lot of things still, and I'm, I was, as Sean, you just mentioned, I was I was in sanctuary class with uh, 
Dr. Uh, Richard Davidson. I was like in his office every week, pretty much asking questions about investigative judgment sanctuary. I was trying to clarify, like, what does it mean to be an Adventist? What does it mean? Yeah, um, that's called, a, we call that indoctrination. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's so funny. I was, who was I saying to the other day? I was saying like, oh yeah, when I, before I went to Andrews, I was like, my mentality was very like, oh man, I'm so scared to go to Andrews to get indoctrinated. And then I came out <laughs> believing in investigative and judgment. It, and happened. Like, it happened. It happened to me. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that conversation, I was struggling so much because I felt dissonance between what he was saying and where, where we were at. And I'm like, man, what is this dissonance? And then throughout that, and then I think throughout the rest of the series, I was able to identify, oh yeah, it's because I think built in within, Adventi within Adventism are these are some higher principles. Um, so I think present truth is one of them. Um, I think um, I think Adventism is inherently prophetic, which which I think, and by prophetic. I don't necessarily mean um, future predicting. Yeah, future predicting, rather like prophetic in the sense of the Old Testament prophets. Like uh, there's mm -hmm. a there is a spirit of speaking truth to power. There is a spirit of standing outside of institutions and uh, a yeah. bit of a a um, and not a we're going to be the critiquers of others, which I think it often comes out as maybe yeah. almost always throughout history. Adventism has been we've been very critical. Um, but I think, but the prophet, the, the prophets yeah. were really critical, but not out of their own accord, but because God called them to be. Um, that one, and, that one, I'm not so sure about. I don't know if we've ever really been that sort of prophetic. I feel like the the, I, I don't know if that's even a higher principle. I feel like the the calling the calling of the prophet. I think. I feel that within like the calling of Ellen White's ministry mostly probably uh just in in the ways that she spoke truth to power in the ways that she was pro-abolitionist before any other really any christian writer in north america That's at fair. the time yeah in you know in these I certain guess, key ways yeah i guess i just maybe it's a little bit of what i was talking about before but i, I don't know if i've seen that as present i we haven't really been a church and i don't know oh, yeah many... we this is this is all squandered potential this is something that we haven't yeah, realized okay. really yeah. at all I would say. So I, I think to me, what I recognized was um, that there is a certain set of I Adventist ideals that we almost always fail to live up to, but mm -hmm. I see them as incredibly compelling. Yeah. Like present truth, but being a prophetic guess, voice in the world. But I guess part of it is like how much of that is Adventism and how much of that is how much of that is just like it's actually a scriptural story. It's a biblical story that we're putting on something that it isn't it doesn't exist. Like like in, in well, the I would that, ask the question I, in the opposite way. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you finish. Well, like, like for instance, okay, Ellen White did it, but has it been present in other parts of the church? That's that's sort of what I'm what I'm asking. Like, I could see that with present truth, there was maybe a spirit of that mm -hmm. across the board, and and has and it has been a consistent thing that gets brought up over the over the century and a half, mm -hmm. and almost two centuries that we've been in existence. But but I, less so the prophetic voice, like, and again, not future prediction. That's generally how we think about it, but it's really hard to be mm -hmm. a future prediction prophetic church when the first prediction you ever made just crashed and burned so hard. Right. But, <laughs> but from like the the calling out the the yeah, like you said, the, the the prophetic voice of the Old Testament, the calling out, the calling to task that that you, in the name of following God, are actually not following God. You are following yeah. your own desires. I don't know if Adventism. I don't know if many Adventist voices outside of Ellen White have ever done that. And and is that not the call of every church? 
And so, so that's where I'm wondering, like, is mm-hmm. it truly, is that one truly a principle that's built in, baked into Adventism that we're just not using? Or is it, or is it more of like a hopeful, I wish it was part of a pre, like a, I, a big picture. Adventism? I think, I think when you read Ellen White, it's think it's, it's just so clear that at least for her, that yeah. she felt the burden of, but, of, but of outside of her, that's, that that's what I'm asking. It's one thing for her to, but like outside of her, has that ever been a piece of Adventism? Was there a general conference? Was there a, a, a group of scholars? Was there anybody who was calling in that prophetic way? And maybe, maybe we don't have the answer to that right now. Maybe that's a question for somebody yeah. else, but like that's, I guess I'm, I'm wondering about that one. I've heard present truth consistently throughout Adventist history, but it's, well, I think, I think the, not so much. The I prophetic. think, the opposite question, what I was going to say earlier, is like there can be a certain set of ideals that a person or an organization or a movement assents to, but never fully lives up to. So, yeah. uh, you know, so to take for example, you know, the American ideal of all men created equal under God. Um, this is this is something that the American is deeply baked into the American identity, the American ethos, and yet for two hundred plus years we've struggled to live up to that. Right. It's only it's only in the past 50, 60 years where that's finally been sl- slowly moving the needle. Right. Um, but but, but I, guess, a, I guess it's taken a long time. You're, you're Canadian. <laughs> you're not. What, wrong. what do you mean? About we? <laughs> <laughs> Eric's like, get out of our tent. Oh. <laughs> this is dangerous. Uh, this is I'm dangerous. Can- <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said it about myself. That's, we can't. We can't respond. Eric and I can't respond to anything you say. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm no, invincible I, now. I, <laughs> I agree with you, Anthony. I, I. It's more of like I. I'm. I'm actually very intrigued with that idea of like there are these higher level principles that Adventism has. I'm just wondering about the prophetic ones specifically. I don't know if I. I agree I, that I would love for that to be part of it, and I agree that that Ellen White had 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 pieces of that. I just don't know if I've seen it enough past Ellen White to say that it is. It's one thing for Thomas Jefferson to write it. But it, it, do other mm-hmm. people buy into it enough? Are there people fighting on behalf of abolition, you know, throughout American history? Yeah, there are. Right. And you could say that it is part of the American identity in that way that it is fighting for the ideal that was put into writing. I don't know if we have that same thing on the prophetic side. I could see it on present truth. I could see it on like what, what I feel Ty like, says about like mm-hmm. God is love and everything else flows from there. I could see it on that. Yeah, um, that was going like to be the third principle, principle that, that I bring up. Yeah, I just that, I guess I is, I don't have the same I don't feel the same one on the prophetic. I think there might be glimpses of of where we've we've shined as a church with those expressions, but it, by the end of it, at the end of the day, does it really matter if we've tapped into it enough or not? If it's untapped potential and we agree on the premise that there's something worthwhile here versus oh, we can find it somewhere else in Christianity, right? That's a huge different that's that's a hugely different premise if it's like, well, you can find this really anywhere in, in any interpretation mm-hmm. of scripture within a different denomination. Uh, but if, if there's something to the foundation of Adventism as it's packaged from what mm-hmm. we can see, whether or not it's been expressed or not, in some ways that's even more motivating to say, wait, why are we wasting our time? Like there's so much yeah. here that could be used for so many good things if we really thought about it and maybe even try to recognize and say, here are the ways we have done well, right? Here are yeah. the little glimpses, right? You could say in any uh, branch of Adventism, whether it's education or health or the church, um, you know, there's there's glimpses, I think, of of that beauty. 
but then you mm-hmm. see a lot of where it got distorted, right? You can see it in Avenus education. You can see it within our health system uh, where, where things have gotten uh, off track and, and from the essence of what those things are. Um, mm-hmm. but then you have, you have moments of, of that fire or interest where it's like, whoa, like this is different. Like there's something here, like clearly this resonated with this group of people in this time, whether it was the 1800s, the early 1900s, you know, whether, wherever it was, Adventism has reached people. And I know Ty brought up a, that, that kind of startling statistic of how few people are actually actively attending Adventist churches and mm-hmm. who are really members, right? We're, we're a much smaller church than we think. Um, yeah, that is a real problem. Um, but, but I do like how he said one of our big focuses right now need to be showing Adventism to Adventist people, right? To the Adventist. You remember mm-hmm, when he talked yeah. about that? Like, mm-hmm. what would that really look like um, versus the, the way we express it currently? And so I think there's there is a positive opportunity in there. there there's so much we could do with it. Um, and it, and it, it's easy for us to get critical, right? And we've all been guilty of this, to get critical of all the ways we failed oh, yeah. as a church. But imagine, you know, flipping it on its head and saying, wow, look at how much we have to work with. Like there's so much growth that could happen here um, if we were able to, to see and be inspired by what this church sought to do what the mm-hmm. founders desired as they, I, yeah. as, they I, I think, as they read the scriptures. Yeah. I think that's why I am more intrigued by what Anthony is saying about these, these higher governing principles of what Adventism is. I, I guess that's why I'm maybe pushing back, Anthony, to try and identify mm-hmm. what, what, what feels accurate to, to a governing principle. Um, and to be fair, I, I, could, I could articulate it better. I think that maybe what I have been meaning to say is not that they have been in practice, higher principles always, but that they're deeply baked ideologically and theologically into the Adventist worldview. And, and I think we, we see it in like our eschatology, right? We have, we have time of the end eschatology that specifically sees the merging of, of religion and governmental power mm-hmm. as a main, as a main um, operative force in the end. And yeah. we see the the impetus and the call to resist the merging of political and religious power. That's that's mm-hmm. very um, prophetic. I would, yeah, and I, I would see, say I, through that lens, I definitely agree yeah. with you. And I and I and I think maybe where I would say I haven't and, seen and I it. would say that that pushes us that 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 puts us at a remove outside of most evangelical Christianity. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that's pretty that's uh, true. I think that, that's pretty distinctive. The fact that we like most yeah. most of my non-denom Christian friends, when there's like major Christian political wins politically, they're like celebrating. Whereas for me, I'm like I feel very concerned. I feel very <laughs> like this is, this, and that feels yeah. very Adventist to me. But I think mm-hmm. at this stage of my life, I'm I'm able. It feels very. Oh no, I went through the indoctrination. But to me, it feels very like oh, in the text, I see. I feel like we have a lens that sees the trajectory of the merging of political and religious power. And even th- all throughout history, right? This is great yeah. controversy stuff. All throughout history, like anytime the church merges with government, it leads to oppression for people. So for Adventists to be standing outside of that trajectory, when every other Christian denomination is celebrating Christian wins on a governmental level for us to say, hey, wait a minute, let's be careful. That's that, I would say that. Yeah. That gives us a really interesting mm-hmm. voice. I also think the idea, the core idea, the higher principle that God is love um, most of like evangelical Christianity is based on a core set of principles and presuppositions called classical theology, which is all like theology based in 
Greek presuppositions. And Miles was talking about all of this mm-hmm. when he was talking about Apostles' Creed and all this stuff, mm-hmm. where it's all of this Platonic dualism. And I know, I'm, know what I'm Tim using... Jennings was talking about. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's based in this sort of Romanized or uh, or Hellenized mm-hmm. Hel- Hellenization, yeah, Romani- meaning the Greek Greek culture spreading through the world. Yeah, so it's like it's based right, on these, that as opposed to yeah this this marriage of like Greek ideas, ideas of Plato, Aristotle, um, mm-hmm. and they've they they were married into Christianity pretty early on, and so Adventism comes along and says no, let's let's get back to what the text actually says, the actual mm-hmm. like Hebrew perspective of the text. And yeah. this, which is what, and that, that's what births a lot of our ideas, like Sabbath, the, you know, the, the holistic nature of the soul, um, a, a lot of stuff like that. So even all this stuff, like this stuff where, where Adventism stands slightly outside of most of evangelical Christianity, because on a yeah. fundamental presuppositional level, we're pushing back on, on a lot, on pretty much the whole history of, of Christianity, really. And, uh, in, no, and, in and that, that I totally, yeah, that I totally see. And the way you, you phrase that, um, I guess I'd never heard voices necessarily advocating in a prophetic way. Same. For, but you're right. And, and I think that our, so that's why I think it's untapped. Yeah, no, and I, and I can get behind that. I, I definitely have, have seen, Maybe actually okay. So here's here's what's funny about it. I feel like that end time eschatology has been warped into like a fear based. Oh no, mm-hmm. when this happens, we'll suffer. You know, sort of thing. But really, mm-hmm. what a prophetic voice is is less about oh no, I'm going to suffer. It's more about hey, if you do this, this causes suffering in the world. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. You know, like mm-hmm. your failure to pay attention to these things, your your quest for power is going to damage the world it may benefit you but then you will also fall in the in the face of of your own quest for power that's the prophetic voice of the old testament Mm -hmm. and i think that i think you're right adventism does have that latent in its in its in its view that the church is dangerous if it does things poorly and that that the, the 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 lust for a power that is outside of the self-sacrificial nature of Jesus is mm-hmm. a danger to the world. And yeah, th- maybe one of the greatest dangers to the world. Exactly. Historically. And so I see that, but I've almost always heard all of that interpreted in a way of, oh, we're going to mm-hmm. have to run to the hills because, you know. And, and it, it, part of that yeah. is because we get into the nitty gritty. And, and this is where we've we do. talked. We lose and, the force for the trees. Well, it, it, this is the, the challenge of Adventism. And I know it happens in other churches too, but we... The, the the problem is we may have some unique interpretations of scripture and the way we interpret certain verses and certain passages and and how we, we look into things. But the temptation then is to so get hyper fixated and proof text mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the point where yep. it, it loses all of its value. Yeah, those are the big The picture. grander narrative of scripture. And this is what I loved about Ty as he talks about with Light Bearers, this narrative view of scripture. And we see this actually shifting in multiple areas, right? The Bible project, you know, has mm-hmm. become so successful because they talk about the storyline of how it all points to Jesus, right? That compelling, mm-hmm. simple sentence of how this all points to Jesus, right? The big mm-hmm. picture. Now they still get into some nitty gritty stuff in their theme videos. And, oh yeah. And, but so it doesn't mean you, you sell the, the, the clarity and the detail and the complexity of scripture that God has given us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have, uh, many times focused on debating and presenting ourselves with specific, you know, passages we can fit on a PowerPoint slide 
to mm-hmm. to prove why you should get baptized into the Adventist church. And and it actually here's the problem is it worked for a long time for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. the problem is it worked but it created a product of Adventism and a culture of Adventism that wasn't the essence of what it was supposed to be. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you can you can sell people on anything and, and a lot of times it's like, well, look at how this evangelistic series is working. It got people mm-hmm. into the church. But what is the goal? Right? Is the is the goal filling, you know, pews or is it to hold on to the essence of what the movement is about, which is a much more narrative driven, right? The whole idea of the great controversy is taking a mm-hmm. you know, a, a universal step back on a mm-hmm. you know, it, it opens up the world and the the idea of the way that Ellen White paints the whole universe in, in this conflict, it's pretty cool. Like honestly, it's it's a really cool premise. It's very compelling. It's very interesting. And it really does, like Ty talked about, line up with this God who created us that, you know, set in motion all these things. And it and it lines up with the the Bible and it and it reveals the Bible and fills in the gaps of where scripture can feel confusing in such a cool way. But the problem I, is, we I actually fixate disagree on the, with the, that. I disagree with that entirely. Actually, I think Scripture speaks for itself, and that the idea of the great controversy is actually something we've we've put onto it in a lot of ways. That actually there is a great controversy, but as you read through the whole thing, this the, the Bible is telling its own story. And so I, I'm maybe sure, I'm, I, maybe I'm disagreeing with you in in more of like a, a, a semantics, semantics way, but <laughs> but. but at least what I have found is that like the, the Bible is telling a story. It, it's, it's calling us into something. And some of the parts are ambiguous. Some of the parts are not fully fleshed out. Like where the heck does the serpent come from? There's, there's no, there's no context for that. We actually never really get an answer to it, but the, in but Adventism will do that. And it, it, it's not just Adventism, like in certain interpretations of Ezekiel or Isaiah are, are seen as talking about Satan which I don't believe they are, and a lot of other people don't. I know Anthony and Sean probably disagree with me, but but my my point being is that there's stuff that is ambiguous. There's stuff that isn't filled in. That's but that's that's mm-hmm. not. It's not actually the Bible is not trying to answer that. I don't think the Bible is trying to answer the the, the question where exactly did evil originate outside of humanity. What it's trying to answer I, is what happened to us. I would and, agree that. Sorry, sorry, you finish. Well, so my point is, is that I actually agree in the sense that 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 the great controversy theme, the idea that the great question is, is God love? Like that, mm-hmm. that is the great question at the core of Scripture. Is God a mm-hmm. good king? Is God is God for the sure. type of king that that cares enough for me to follow Him? Um, that cares about me enough that I that I could trust Him and follow Him? I think that's the core question. I just mm-hmm. think that Adventism has maybe put, tried to fill in the gaps in ways that are not. Actually, they're not necessarily wrong, but they're definitely filling in the gaps with stuff that isn't necessarily. It's it is conjecture, and not that's wrong, fine. but it's extra biblical, is what you're saying. Yeah. Whereas, like yeah. The, the the story of scripture is is it's, it leaves stuff ambiguous and it, it never really tries to answer it, and that's actually a call to us to just in, in enter the story instead of try to fill in the story. And so I, tend I don't know. To, maybe that's a little I, bit of a no. Yeah, I, I tend to. But, agree on a certain level like i i think at times ellen white is a double-edged sword i think in a lot of ways because i think again after my indoctrination at seminary (laughs) i I think i definitely see like 
what I've been calling, I, in fact, I've kind of left the term Great Controversy behind. I now call it the Intergalactic Rebellion. Um, <laughs> um, Screenplay by George sounds, Lucas. <laughs> way cooler. Um, and that, does it now, sound cool? That sounds nerdy as heck. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, Jesse, who, who am, you know me. I, I'm a nerd. Who, who I, am I'm, I? I'm, I'm right there, but I'm just saying, is it cool or is it nerd? Oh, I don't yeah. know which one it is. I'm, I mean, it's, you know, working title, work in progress. <laughs> title... <laughs> It's going to be an avenous anime in progress. Oh man! Um, I just watched. I mean, I just watched Attack on Titan, like the the anime. Yeah. Uh, Anthony got me into this nonsense, and uh, like, I mean, if it was like, oh, a, wow. if if you could get like a name that was that was more like, oh, I have to actually like think about the name. I know. That, I need. To, I feel I like to, that'd be I need cool. To workshop it. We need to, need to, we need to workshop it. some anime names for the great controversy, and then maybe. Oh, I'm down. I'm 100 like, down. The record keeper. <laughs> <laughs> throwback eric, anyway eric that is somehow a deep cut but no, yeah, yeah, really, with that anyways isn't that weird how that's a deep cut anyway yeah. i think now i do see in the text like intergalactic rebellion stuff <laughs> all all over the text yeah but i do think that because of ellen white I think that we do superimpose her stuff and assume that it's biblical rather than let the letting the text speak for itself. Because I think it's actually yeah. in there if we look hard enough and we're we're willing to do the digging. Um, Which I, a lot of it's just subtle. Like it's I think some of the stuff she it's like the patriarch like patriarch and prophets. You read through it and and she'll mm-hmm. she'll tell a story that's very narrative heavy in ways that are not present in the text. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that like. No, no, that becomes what we think is in the text. Yeah, we're not told what Abraham is thinking at a certain point, and yet she, I mean, it's what we do with preaching. It's like, you know, Abraham is feeling this. He must have been feeling, yeah. Yeah, is he actually, I don't know, but it's, it's, instead of her being the final word on exactly what happened, it's, it's an invitation to a perspective is kind of how I look at it, and it might be Mm -hmm. enlightening, it might, you know, maybe we have to sit there, "Eh, maybe it wasn't that way, that's fine. I think it's the same thing with the great controversy. That's why. That's why I think I have like a maybe it's just a knee jerk. Ah, I don't know because a lot of mm-hmm. what I've heard of associated with the great controversy, I'm like, I don't even, I haven't even actually seen that in scripture. And there's some questions mm-hmm. there, um, like like when you when it comes to like what happened in the throne room of God, you know, sort of thing, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But when it comes to the great controversy about what is the great question, what is being sort of fought out ideologically among in mm-hmm. humanity? Oh, 100 percent. Like I think I'm there, but yeah. I think the, I mean, you guys would know more than me about this, but I feel like the great controversy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, but the, I was like, <laughs> we give Eric such a hard time all the time. I'm not going to say anything. And Sean comes in, piles it on. Well, I, I think that <laughs> what the great controversy provides, and again, maybe this isn't 100% unique, but the perspective of reading the Bible that it's not really humanity that's on trial it's more god who's mm-hmm. on trial yeah um, yeah god's character mm. so i think that's like a yeah yeah I, kind of an important way of reading scripture from my point of view um and that is true because it, it does, it it does take us the, yeah it's very it's distinctive about, more about god yeah I, which I again is a, is a yeah yeah well, because like evangelicalism, it it really becomes a how do I get saved sort of thing. It's very individualistic, whereas we're yeah. we're very meta narrative driven. We're very I, at at our best, yeah, at a hundred percent, yeah. Or we have the potential to be. So. I think what's what's really funny about it is like yes, we're actually very meta narrative driven, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like think about what oh, is yeah, the true. primary thing at the end. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm gonna suffer. Oh no. 
and so it yeah. becomes about me like it at the same well, time and so because and then the irony that, is we have this overarching umbrella meta narrative that is what you just said eric but then at times and this is again for all the good that i've said about seminary and you know you know i joke about indoctrination but <laughs> i i do think one of the ma major things that i realized after seminary was like oh wow we really miss the forest for the trees like we're so caught in the minutia like the, the the sheer degree i did not know the sheer degree of of intertextual minutia that we go through for where where we get a lot of our theology like like the sheer yeah. level which it to me was actually part of what was so compelling for a lot of things because i was like oh wow we're doing way more heavy lifting than any other perspective that, that i've read um but at the same time it's like oh wow like the sheer level of minutia and then it because there's so much minutia it becomes individualized it becomes it's just prone to like a individualized which leads us individualized Where, faith the, with the story invites us at least the biblical story that that i've come to see over over the last decade like wow that sounds old um <laughs> the, <laughs> the, old, the biblical story that i've sounds started, pretentious. To, started to see <laughs> that too um uh is that the, the the you don't have to get deep into the minutia to get some of the most compelling, painful pieces of like when you're talking about the prophetic word towards mm -hmm. power and stuff like that. You don't have to get in the minutia of it. It's just painful to hear, and the response mm -hmm. to it is not a minutia of exactly what do we have to. It's it's yeah. it's uh, uh, it's follow the God who is a servant. Like follow that God mm -hmm. and be that for for others through His Spirit. It's that simple. And so it it is, I agree. Like we have all these meta narratives and these big picture things, but it has been painful to 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 watch the church get so deep into the you said the the, the forest for the trees. You miss the yeah. forest for the trees. Yeah. That I think it that, just feels it yeah. feels like the principles that you have laid out are so hidden mm -hmm. by, beneath the surface that it is what Ty said. It's like a re-preaching yeah. of Adventism to Adventists. And yeah. to some degree, it won't even feel like Adventism to yeah. a lot of people because yeah. Adventism to many people is a completely different thing. Yeah. I've come um, to, to so, see Adventism as mostly squandered theological potential, to be honest. And, and nice. maybe that sounds really... It sounds very... It sounds very but, discouraging. No, but, or very, but see, no, there was it's a, actually There exciting. was a man who had two it, sons, and he, the younger son said to his father, give me my share of the estate. And so he oh, divided his property in between them. And then uh, not long after, not that, long after that, the younger son... I don't know where you're going with this. ...got together all that he had, and then he squandered his wealth in wild living. Oh, yeah. That's... This, this is just oh, the this, yes. son. Actually, yes. Jesse, Jesse and I, that's, Jesse that's, and I had that's to memorize deeply that powerful. <laughs> the only reason I know all of that is because Sean and I <laughs> made, you, you said squander, and it, and, it, and it kicked off a memory for me. We, Sean and I created a song because we had to memorize the entire story of the prodigal son. And for so, class? yeah. But yeah, when you said Alex that, Brian. can you yeah, sing it for exactly. us now? Jesus no. continued. <clears throat> you don't have your guitar. There was a man who had two sons. Okay, anyways. Uh, the, the reason I bring it up is because it said squander, but also it does feel like it's just like, yeah, it's like we threw it all away um, No, you're for, that, that, for things that are way less valuable. That story is actually extremely poignant. That's literally like, I feel like Adventism is the prodigal son in that sense. We think that we huh. uh, so often think like, oh, we're, we have it, but I, yeah. I think that we, we've actually, for, we, we've, we've forgotten the core idea. 
Like yeah, so, we so are look, sons in the th- house. There's, like. two, there's two decisions here. And, and this is what I invite for those listening to do with us as they've been with us on this journey is we can either, you know, reject it and say, you know, man, what wasted potential? Let's go somewhere else. Or we say that yeah. there's enough here, like we talked about, that the foundation is so compelling that we 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 take it from the ashes and and build something. Yeah, you know, you build said it was something. exciting, Sean. Well, yeah, I think that's the key. Is like it, you know, you say it's squandered, you know, potential. It's like, what if we took that and said, like, look at how much we could, you know, how we could be opportunistic in this moment, and and so that's what we're, I think, trying to do here. Mm-hmm. With our discussions, I think the whole premise of of our podcast and what we're doing is to create a space where it says that's okay to do. It's okay to have a safe space to talk and wrestle about these yeah. things. It's okay to suggest new ideas um, while also trying to see what Adventist identity is and see where that takes mm-hmm. us. And so, I think that's what I want to push back with all of us is uh, as we finish up. I think you're right. Where can we where can we work together and do that? Where and and I invite those listening again what can we do to work together to make that happen in our churches? You know, a common theme that we see is that for Adventism to change, it needs to happen at the local church. So we need to build that from that and say, like, how can we get together? How can we work together, both in discussion and action, to start making that a reality? How do we make that Mm -hmm. tangible? So I kind of want to leave it there. I know we, we are accused of not always coming uh, with suggestions and, and hard things, but I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there for those listening and say, let's do that together. After listening through to all these different perspectives, it's clear we've got a lot of work to do. We can all agree on that. Um, oh, yeah. but let's see that as exciting instead of discouraging and do something about it. I would say Eric, we wouldn't all still on. be well, working for the church if we didn't think it was possible to forge a better future. That's true. Eric, I'm, so. I'm curious about you, your, your thoughts here. In just in regards to the whole series or, or what specifically? Just your, what are you, what are you thinking currently? <laughs> I'm just thinking about Rice Krispies. Um, no. What, Rice Krispies uh, are good. They are good. This is um, going to connect to Kellogg somehow with cereal. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Rice Krispies aren't actually from Kellogg's show. No, they're not. I know. I'm a bad Adventist. <laughs> Anyways. Just like Kellogg. Um, no, I think... <laughs> um, I think from the... Obviously, I wasn't there for the Miles episode. Um, we spent a, a bit of time talking about... Um, I think one of my biggest takeaways from that was that the that there's obviously some valid like questions that come up with Adventism when you like look, you know, at it with a magnifying glass, but also the other big takeaway was that the grass isn't greener on the other side. And uh, like, I feel like for every hole you could say he poked in Adventism is like, he kind of brought up another hole in his point of view that hmm. I, that I basically uh, heard um, mm-hmm. but then with, I mean, I think the discussion with Ty, um, really, mm-hmm. I think sort of was the closest to where I'm at with Adventism and what my priori- my, my priorities are with, uh, like what the, the core of Adventism is. And that's really like the, the character of God and how, 
when you really look at it, I'm like, I have a hard time justifying like a loving God with like a, a normal evangelical perspective with eternal hellfire. And I feel like eternal, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like the, um, you guys can tell me the official. It's a big one. Theological term. If it is it annihilationism or. That's the one. Yeah. For us. It's basically, yeah. I, don't, I feel like that's something that's really underplayed in Adventism, but to me is like a huge core because mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how you have a, a loving God that, you know, would keep people alive and mm-hmm. suffering forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, but also it's, it's, it is, it's, you know, it's tough to see, I think the church lose like its potential, like Anthony said, um, where we get so caught in the, in the, the brush with, you know, it's, it's Saturdays is the Sabbath. And that's like the most, if you kind of like, you know, <laughs> sit back, like what's yeah. Adventism's like what number one teaching. I feel that's like what most like, people would say. It's the Sabbath and yeah. Saturday. Yeah, Eric and Post. Day. Eric and Post. You got to throw in the Family Guy qu- clip of uh, those two guys <laughs> talking <laughs> about Seventh Day Adventism. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's the <laughs> Seventh Day Adventist. That's, no, no, seriously. We believe everything that you believe, but we worship it's on true. Saturday. We worship on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> what? But that's like ultimately it's such a shallow, in my pers- in my view, not to underplay it, because but it's relatively such a shallow like thing. Because mm-hmm. like we're talking about like what day of the week is Sabbath? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. When there's like so many more like just uh, worldview sh- shifting beliefs that that we have to offer. Yeah. So yeah. the the That's point true. is when you focus on the narrative of what Sabbath is, like Ty talked about, is I think you get to the point where you can come to the conclusion that Saturday Sabbath matters. But it's not the, it shouldn't be the starting point. There's a, a bigger picture narrative of what Sabbath is and submission to God that leads you to that conclusion. But you, you've got to take the bigger picture. And like Anthony said, if, if we get caught up in those, those specific weeds of specific theology and, and that, then you lose the bigger picture of why we care about Sabbath at all. And there's been other churches mm-hmm. and other leaders outside of Adventism that have done it better than us, exploring a beautiful mm-hmm. picture of Sabbath. So, so what yeah. what I heard you say, Sean, is that weed is bad. Well, how did you well, get that? <laughs> well, see, there's some people that believe that, uh, like that when, not, when that, Moses that, was next to the burning bush, that that was not, uh, you know, no, that was just, some sort of hallucinogenic I think, experience. I think honestly, oh, that's, that's what true. we take from all. That's what we take from all this. That's the conclusion. Yeah, everyone, yep. forget everything else. We're just going to should have cut a conversation about ten second spot about that at some point. Awesome. Oh, drugs! Good conversation, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll have we'll have Matt Gamble back on uh, from that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I love. Love that. you, Matt. If you're listening. Okay, so Sean and Eric had to leave, thankfully, um, and <laughs> so now it's just Anthony and I. Uh, this is the Minority Report. Here um, we are, the Minority Report. They asked us to make that joke. Uh, is it racist part- if they asked us to make it? I don't know. I don't actually even know. Um, so a couple of things here. First of all, you and I have been, out of the four of us, probably the two who have had the loosest affiliation with Adventism over the last the heretics like, decade. The group. Yeah. Let's be honest. And by loosest, I mean like we have been probably the closest to just ditching several times over, we've the, tried. over that period. Yeah. We've literally um, tried. 
So it's funny to be here and to be like, I feel more Adventist than I've ever felt before. But I wanted to talk about this a little bit because like what, well, first of all, like Mm -hmm. what is an Adventist? If we're going to have to answer the question. First of all, like, <laughs> I didn't think you were going to start there at the beginning. I so we were let's just start there. with the, the, the bomb. Uh, yeah. Right. What is an Adventist? And, um, mm. How, mm. you know, like, what? yeah, I guess maybe we just try to answer that. How would, you, how would you, Anthony Leiter, without any preparation to this question? Ooh, yeah, this is tough. This is something, you know me, this is, I, I want to write a paragraph about this first. This is, you are a writer, this guy. Ah. Uh. Okay. I, I, yeah, unless you, yeah. you got something. If not, I'll, I'll go. You go. That'll give me time to think. <laughs> okay. I'm going to just verbally process here. We can verbally I, process. I think, yeah, this is low stakes. I think that over the, <laughs> this is high stakes. People are going to be converted or deconverted based off right. of the words you and I. Uh, <laughs> um, I think going through the series, I started to realize that it is very easy for me to think that an Adventist is a definition based on like statements, statements of, mm. of, of theology and belief. Mm-hmm. I realized that while I think there's a segment of the population that would call me, you know, like, oh, look what he's doing. He's just, he's a... Uh, Adventist light. He, he, no, he, he's not he's not holding to anything foundational or like concrete. I think that's what I could be mm-hmm. accused of. But in with that danger in store here, I forge ahead. Um, <laughs> that felt poetic for some reason. Anyways. It uh, did. Yeah. That was like <laughs> Whitman. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I started to realize is, is, yeah, okay, we have to have some sort of, you have to have something in writing. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. if you don't have anything to unite around, that's a problem. But what's interesting is once you have something in writing, there has to be some leeway. If there's no mm. leeway, then you are in danger, inherently in danger of um, of becoming dogmatic to a thing that is not God in the living flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the exact thing that happens with the law. The law gets put into writing, and if you're not taking the spirit of it, if you're not actually engaging with it in a way that is living and breathing, then mm-hmm. it just becomes a dead thing that you say, mm-hmm. "I have to dogmatically hold to this at all costs." And then God's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, so by the way, like that was a statement made at one point in time." I am alive. I'm moving. I'm breathing. Culture shifts. Culture changes. Your expression of this is going to have to shift and change. Um, the principle will remain the same, but mm. your expression your expression of it is not the gospel, which is I thought was, mm-hmm. was kind of an interesting thing for me to think of. So, like our belief systems, Ooh. even how they're written, are not necessarily the gospel. The gospel mm-hmm. is the principle behind it. The good news is Jesus yeah. Christ Himself. And I get yeah. that people would say, well, we have to, you know, write down who who he is and what he is in order to to have an idea of um that we unite around, which I which I agree with. But mm-hmm. but I think we're just we get so entrapped in it's written this way, therefore it must be held in that exact way, without realizing that even our interpretation of what is written is in and of itself an interpretation, not oh, yeah. you know, so it so so it always comes back to what is the bigger thing behind this thing? And so mm-hmm. my, my goal is not to be ambiguous and, and so lofty in, in an idea that it's just really nothing. But that mm-hmm. idea is important to me, that mm. we have to have something. But if you cannot sit and say, what is the principle behind that? What is the idea? What is the, then it just becomes a dead thing over time. And I think mm. we saw that with the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. We see that whenever we try to become like law, law keepers. It's, the law mm-hmm. itself is not Jesus. 
Jesus is alive and, and, and being with him is the, is the biggest thing of what we do. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's one thing. So when I, what I would say is when I think about what is an Adventist, I think it's somebody who, who has, has a, has a, some sort of affiliation to the belief system. Um, Mm -hmm. it can't be in total, like you can't just be like, I don't believe any of it. Right. But at the same time, it's that in tandem with mm-hmm. a commitment to the spirit of the principles that you laid out. Um, am I committed to to the character of God being love be above mm. all things? And I, like, and I agree with you about the prophetic thing after that conversation. Like a, a commitment to a prophetic voice in culture, and um, mm. I commit. Why am I blanking on the third one? Um, um, um. I'm blanking. <laughs> wow. It was God is love, prophetic voice. Oh, present truth. Yeah, present truth. Yeah. And it came to present yeah. truth, meaning that like God, God is still speaking. That I don't think that mm-hmm. God will radically shift anything. I think some people are afraid of that with present truth. Oh no, like, but does that mean that God's just gonna come in and contradict himself? No, I don't think that God ever right. does. I just think it it is the, the the continuing revelation to to different times and places of who God is. And mm-hmm. If we're not open to that, then we become dogmatic at a, at a space that I think we've we've seen the damage done. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that said, I think that being Adventist can't just be those things. It has to be mm-hmm. a a combination of them, which I don't necessarily have a a formula for. Mm. Which which I think I, I think a lot of people won't like <laughs> um, because yeah. it's not it's not a clear well, box. Yeah. It's not a clear definition. But it, I guess yeah, what I what mm-hmm. I realized after that conversation with Miles was that I realized like oh I'm part of a family, and that mm. is actually a piece of it too. It's a, there's a belief system, there's principles, and then there's also your affiliation to a thing that is family oriented. That yeah. whether or not I agree with everyone in my family, like we're a part of something together, and that matters yeah. too. And That's so, so I have less of an answer for what an Adventist is, and more of like I think it has something to do with the 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 relationship of those three things um to different degrees in each person mm-hmm. wow yeah i i resonate i like it i especially like the part i might about i might disagree with myself next week but I, that's where <laughs> right. i'm at currently one of my favorite things that you that you say sometimes is i might disagree with what i'm saying right now <laughs> 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 I'm a verbal processor, so that's why. Right, same. I I really like what you said about, I think I, I, I've been formulating a formula. I don't know if it is exhaustive, but I'm going to attempt. But I do, I will say, I will start with saying I like what you said about family because I think something I've noticed in my family, and I mean, you know a lot about my family just from conversations off offline, mm-hmm. but... Um, my family has shifted and changed greatly in the past mm-hmm. five to six, seven years um, to the point where there's many different beliefs, many different perspectives. Um, um, a lot of, there's a lot of disagreement on certain things, certain topics. Um, mm-hmm. I would even say that between some family members, they see the world completely differently than each other yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, and yet, we're still family and mm-hmm. we still love each other and we're still on a journey together. We haven't thrown in the towel to say, Oh, well, because I disagree with you on even some really core things. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore we're not family anymore. And I, I think that is a major piece. 
that I was feeling as well in the Miles conversation that I, I felt like maybe we didn't, I did, I wasn't able to articulate well at the time, but yeah, yeah. I, I feel that as well. Um, that said, yeah, here's my attempt <laughs> at some kind of formula. I'm ready. I, I think, I think you're a wise man, so I'm ready. Oh boy. What is an Adventist? Here's the answer to, to all things. Um, <laughs> no, this is, this is just my shot in the dark, in the dark right here in this moment. I think, I want to think that Adventists at their best carry the spirit of the Bereans in scripture. Paul says they search the scriptures daily. Mm-hmm. Um, whether those things were so, he says, they receive the word with all readiness of mind and search the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. I'd like to think that Adventists at their best are a movement of people who search the scriptures and after searching the scriptures have come to and keep coming back to the core overarching idea that God is love. And that from that idea grows a certain set of beliefs. Mm -hmm. If God is love, kind of like what Ty was saying, Mm -hmm. if God is love, therefore, in the text, wow, like God, he doesn't burn people for all of eternity. Wow, if God is love, therefore, 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 therefore. Mm -hmm. Um, And all while holding onto a certain set of core values um, that sort of form an umbrella, like present truth, um, the idea of being a prophetic voice in the world. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's not a great formula, but... My struggle, to be honest, Mm -hmm. is that it isn't clear. Like, I, I think yeah. some people would, would rightfully or wrongfully, like, attack a lot of what we've said because it what isn't, like, concrete. It isn't a definition, you know, per se. Yeah, because we um, didn't say three angels' messages. Yeah. Well, but, but I mean, even, what, like, we really didn't say a lot of, like, specifics. Like, it's sort of a... Yeah. a, a but I, I wonder if, to some degree, I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not the right kind of person to say to somebody who's not Adventist. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's what an Adventist is. Um, because I don't have that definition of like, here's a hardcore. It's like, I can't really say what being a Churchill is. You know, that's my last name. Like, yeah. I can't say what that is. I just know that it's, I'm part of something and it's got some unhealthy stuff in it. Yeah. It's got some good stuff. I'm the product of people who've come before me, whether I like them or not, or disagree with them or not, um, or love them or not. Like it's, I'm a product of that as well as a, I have also mm-hmm. a part to play in creating what it means to be a Churchill. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, that's actually like important, but also I grew up in this. So yeah. I can't really tell you what it is when you join it. Um, because I think to some degree, I, I'm, I, maybe I'm just not the right guy to do it. Hmm. But at the same time, I also would say that there, you know, there, there has to be something that is sort of like an initiating set of principles or else, if there, if you don't have that, it's like, what am I being initiated into? Yeah. I, that's what I struggle with in this. I'm like, and yeah. I think other people would probably like, yeah, he's finally saying it. I mean, I just genuinely, it, okay, yeah, like being an Adventist is this ethereal, being part of a family. Okay, but what is the, what do you mean by that? Right. Well, I don't know. I don't know exactly what to tell you all that. And there's probably people who can articulate it better. But uh, I think that, that's why I find. Sorry, yeah. to interrupt you. No, you're good. 
I think that's why I find uh, what Ty, Ty's articulation so compelling, mm-hmm. because I think it's one of the rare moments where I've heard an Adventist voice articulate, oh, this actually really is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's true. To say that over all things, God is love. And that's our core, but that's our big idea. Mm-hmm. Like that's the the big idea that if we believe Ellen White was a prophet, that God was revealing to Ellen White. That's the big idea yeah. that the the founders were finding every time they read scripture and they found, you know, they were like, oh, this is what it is. It's like, oh, yeah. God is love. Here's a better revelation that God is actually love. We're coming back to the idea that God is love. We're pushing back on all these yeah. Greek ideas that infiltrated Christianity yeah. that 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 subvert the idea that God is love. We're pushing. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I'm like, oh, wow, that's really true. And it it's, I feel like, and we we talked about in the beginning how you and I have been the heretics of the group uh, <laughs> to some extent. Like I yep. have definitely been such a critic of the church and its theology for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. even if maybe that's not apparent, it probably is. Um, and, but I, I think what I've finally caught in recent years is, oh, wow. Like if there, if, if there were a group of people that read this text, this ancient text and came to the conclusion that God is love above all other things and let everything flow from that, I, yeah. I that, that would be so compelling to me. Cause that's what I find when I read it. When, when I just like detached from all, when from everything else, all the moments where I'm like, ah, I don't think I'm an Adventist. And then I come back to the book yeah. and I read it. I'm like, oh yeah, God is love. And that's so compelling. If there were a group of people that were centered around that idea, that's that's probably the Christian community I'd want to be a part of. I just think that we, yeah. we, we haven't known how to do that well. Um, I think and the I was also thinking, me, yeah, yeah. Go, go for it. No, go for it. I was also thinking about we were joking earlier, Eric's like, you're Canadian when talking about being American. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's not wrong. I'm a Canadian citizen, but I mean, I've lived here since I was four years old. I don't yeah. know the Canadian national anthem. I don't even know Canadian history. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I'm American in all but you know, citizenship. And yeah. I think what's interesting, I think it's interesting to ask a similar question about what it means to be American. Like, what is an American? What does it mean to be American? How would you mm-hmm. ever articulate that? And I think yeah, there are moments... Fair. And, and, a, and in, a lot of people would mm-hmm. articulate it very differently. <laughs> they would. There'd be such a, a yeah. broad, expansive idea. But I, I do think there is a certain core ethos that every American, when they see it, it's hard to articulate, but when they see it, whether it's in a yeah. movie or in a song, like when we all sing the national anthem, there's a moment where we, or when we all recite the words, all men created equal under God. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the core I would probably argue that it is. Maybe that's yeah. the core idea. When we read that, we all feel a little warmth in the chest. We're like, oh yeah, that's wow. what it is. Wow, yeah. that's what it is. But we lose sight of it. But, it, but it's we interesting. Disagree because, on the, yeah, because yeah, then you take that you take that as very same phrase. Like we're all equal. Okay, well, everyone has equal opportunity. And you're like, well, okay, there's some nuance to that. <laughs> and so there is. It's you know, it, yeah. it, it 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 it's a challenge because I wonder if to some degree there is just the core like the end goal of being an Adventist is really at its core not to be an Adventist. I, weirdly enough, it's to it's to follow Jesus to say the more, point yeah, where you more. look like was to follow Jesus to the point where you look like him. And hmm. is I mean if, if that's not the goal, then I'm not exactly sure what we're doing here. And and at the end of that, would we say that you look like an Adventist or is it that you would look like Jesus? 
And so, and I'm not, Mm. I'm really not trying to get, I'm really not trying to get like really philosophical. What I'm just trying to say is you can get philosophical. Well, no, but I, I, at some point that's unhelpful. I, 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 but I mean, at like at a, at a practical level, mm-hmm. if that's not our end goal, then, then I don't know why we're doing this. It, this becomes a, a, an exercise in, in making Adventism a thing as opposed to making Jesus yeah. a, a, a thing across the world. But that, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I can see how maybe more of what I'm saying is how Adventism at its core, if it is a pursuit of that, then let's call it Adventism. Let's pursue that in a, in a specific way. But ultimately, if someone who was Presbyterian got to the same point, it, it doesn't matter if you're Presbyterian. There is no Jew. There is no Greek. There is no, like, it, it just, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter at a certain level of all of yeah, this. From God's um, perspective. And yet at the same time, I would say that Adventism has a unique, distinct message that matters in the world. It, it, if, if we're going to bring, if we're going to be one of the, because we're not the only, but if we're going to be one of the one of the few Christian organizations that actually preaches preaches a message that God will not burn you eternally and forever, that that matters. That matters because it talks yeah. about God's character. And if we're going to be one of the organizations that says, "Hey, I don't think that God's ten commandments are like hardcore binding in the sense that like that is the thing that d- decides whether or not you're you're really a true follower of Jesus and yet i don't think god did away with them like i'm not i don't think that he actually right. like was like oh yeah don't worry about those anymore and so if that's the case like i think he has something to say when he talks about sabbath if we're going to be one, at least one of the organizations that talks about that like i think that matters and and so that that's where i'm like adventism matters it has unique specific things but it, at its core if it's not just about being like jesus then then it is sort of a futile pursuit to just become a thing, like like you to become an Adventist. Yeah. And it's like, but an Adventist is not not synonymous with with what it looks like to be like Jesus. And and so that that's sort of maybe a bigger picture of it all. That I don't know how helpful it is, but no, I mean, and th- there is a a danger, I guess, of getting lost lost in the minutia of of like yeah, the philosophical discussion of like what's the utility or usefulness of a yeah. title of a name of a yeah um yeah because it's it's that weird par- I I guess duality like uh, of like the thing the thing matters it matters because you have to show up as a thing in the world like like mm-hmm. you know like things have yeah. labels. And I'm, yeah. but I mean, we're in an era now where even that that premise is being challenged, right? Um, the, the, yeah. <laughs> well, it's things don't have labels, but now everything has a label, and that's the yeah. that's part of the issue. But but right. yes, yeah, so, no, but, I, but I agree. But that's the yeah. challenge, right? Is yeah. like if you don't have a label for a thing, then is it even a thing? When even though in yeah. as you've said, there are some valuable things packaged within this thing. I've said the word thing a lot. There are some. <laughs> some valuable ideas packaged inside Adventism that we yeah. assent to that we see as valuable that we see in the text that it seems like God cares about. Maybe so, maybe that's yeah. maybe that's more of what I actually feel is I do not I I can actually honestly say that I do not hold mm-hmm. Adventism to be something that is somehow existentially uh uniquely blessed by God in some sort of like, like this is the package you need to get into. 
right? Mm, okay, yeah. I'd probably, I, I like, don't you're believe saying denominationally, that. intellectually, yeah, ideologically, yeah. or all. Any of it. Like, I, I just, I think that God is, I think, <laughs> this is going to sound terrifying. I think God is bigger than all of this. Like, I don't, I don't think that, um, like, for instance, like, th- th- with the Jewish people, there, there's this mm-hmm. constant, um, don't intermarry with the Gentiles, but then almost every single time, that God is a silly guy. <laughs> almost in, in in so many stories, it's like, hey, this was Caleb. He makes extra room Cal- for the Gentiles, yeah. Yeah, like Caleb, who who was he was a, apparently like an Arab. He he was not ethnically Jewish. He was he was he was Arab. And, oh, I think I've read um, that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Kenite or something like that. I think is the and mm-hmm. and he is the one who is faithful, who believes that God will give them the land of Canaan. He's one of the spies. Yeah. He's one of the. It's ones. all over the text. It's not the ethnic Jewish people. It's the it's it's the it's the true it's the uh, liter it's the it's the it's the big picture person who follows Jesus. It's not just the, the Jewish term would Jewish be ethnic. Yeah, it's it's the it's the, yeah the remnant within within that. And yeah. Adventism will say in some of its belief systems that we are the remnant church of biblical prophecy, which I just I wholeheartedly reject that. Yeah, um, I also don't agree with that. However, however, I I agree. If we're saying that as a denomination, we are the yes. remnant. I don't 100%. think the remnant can even be claimed. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Dave Thomas, I love how he said it. Uh, he's the dean of the school of theology when we went there. He's like, I think Adventism at its core is a, is a people who desire to be part of the remnant. And I, I was like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. behind that. I'm way Good. way more behind that, but but language. all of that to say is is to say that I don't think that God blesses a a specific group of people and then says this is the only way, because it what what the way is is not being part of that group. The way is what is the principle behind what this group is supposed to be and do, and that is the way, and that way is Jesus, and that way is following Him, and so that's where I say I don't I I just that's don't believe. Well, I mean, like, like, like for the Jewish people, salvation is through the Jews. Like Jesus yeah. even says that verbatim in, to, yep. to the woman at the well in Samaria. Um, but I don't think that he means you have to be a Jew. Like he obviously doesn't right. mean that. What he's trying I've to say is- I've always read that as that, salvation enters the world through the Jews. Yeah. Like, like the message of it, the, the, the hope mm-hmm. of it message enters through, 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 through those people. Um, but it was so many, so many times through scripture, it's the outsider who believes more than the person oh, yeah. who ought to believe it. And so obviously it's not that you need to be part of that group. It's that you need to follow what that group was even supposed to be following in the first place. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the idea. And if yeah, that yeah, group yeah. has, if that group has fallen away from that, then it's not the group affiliation that will, that will endear you. It's, it's, are you surrendered? Are you submitted to God? And so that's why I say, like, I don't believe Adventism is that special thing that if you're part of it, then, you know, I will say that I do think that Adventism is wait, one wait, of sorry. those. Mo- no, no, no. You finished this thought. I want to reflect. I want to do reflective listening yeah. after this. I, I will say that I think that Adventism is one of those movements that is special um, and has a a a part to play like if, if you're going to say salvation came to the jews meaning that like if if the way that if it is true the, the way that you referenced it that that the message god's work in the world was done through this group of people mm-hmm. um as a core group of people that he could work with and he could teach and he could get them he, he could reveal himself to them in a way that it wasn't just like uh it wasn't just uh, shallow it was like very deep over the course of mm-hmm. generations you know okay if that's the case then then they have a special part to play in this world because we wouldn't have it otherwise. And they know it mm-hmm. deep, more deeply uh, at, at their best. They know it more deeply than we ever, would, we, we might ever understand it. However, mm. 
or so I guess not, not even however. So if that's the case, I think Adventism has a piece of that. Mm-hmm. It has a thing to bring into the world that is so deeply mm-hmm. good. But I think if we, if we make it like, oh yeah, therefore we are the remnant church. God loves us yeah. and blesses us simply because we exist. Like, no, that's never been the case. We, we got used by God in a good way. Like we got to be part of something God was doing in the world. Yeah. But then if we fall away from that, it, like if we fall away from those principles, as you've, used, as you've said, then we cease to be what it means to be a true Adventist. We, we, we become an Adventist yeah. in the same way that the Pharisees were Jewish. It's like they're not, yeah. they're not bringing life to the world. The, mm. They're bringing hardship and trial and, 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 a, and a bad picture of Jesus. So like if yeah. you want to say like, like there's something about that duality, I don't even know where I'm going with this, other than to say like there's something about no, no, the duality no, of what it means to be an Adventist that I think there's a there's being an Adventist and there's being an Adventist and and yeah yeah no, absolutely I I think I've almost come to think of it in the same way that I've come to think of Christianity in general. Uh-huh. Mm, actually, sorry, let me re- let me reflect before I say this. What I hear you saying is there's a difference between the perhaps you could say god inspired or god 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 encounters a movement of or a group or a family of people with a certain set of ideas and those ideas are from god they're about him they're about his character who he is um and those ideas are the thing but then the movement yeah. forms around the the idea and sometimes yeah. the movement in an attempt to live up to those ideas and those principles, those values that God brings, it's like God brings, you know, hey, here's here's the we use my birth's bees, here's here's the thing. And then the movement yeah. forms around the thing. And sometimes we for miss the thing or or we misrepresent the, the thing. The we, the thing itself, the idea becomes God. Becomes God as opposed rather to than, God being God. Yeah. Like exactly. that's I think that's a piece of why I would say okay. present truth matters. Like actually, I think yeah, why present truth is one of the most key things that we could have as a as a special spe- a special piece of, of what we have, because oh, yeah. present truth present truth says God is alive. That's what it's. That's what is inherent. Yeah, which is God is alive is, and still speaking. And I think it can get yeah. scary because it's like oh, like I think we fear that I said this earlier. Like oh no, is God going to contradict himself? I don't. I think that God's not going to do that. But but it's saying that God well, is alive well, and, and the, still speaking. And the, it's dangerous because. If if we're speaking and saying God has said a new thing, wh- yeah. what by what, what grounds that? do we That's, say that? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And the but, temptation but is again, to make God into our own image going forward instead of backwards, yeah. which is the other exactly. Gift. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's maybe a more conservative group probably fears that aspect yeah. of present truth. But I, I think there is a piece of just present truth is always going to be like in line with Scripture, but it may not be in line with what we have traditionally taught in Scripture, and that's mm. scary. Because mm-hmm. again, it's the part where we start worshiping the idea, or rather, our interpretation of the idea, and then it's like God doesn't have to be part of that anymore. Like as soon as you start yeah. worshiping an idea, you don't need him anymore. Then you can form around that idea. You can form around preaching that idea as like this is our mission in the world. And God was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, no, I mean, like I gave that to you, but but I am the one. It's actually yeah. like me. I, I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the living, breathing God that." I am inviting people into relationship with. And this idea is meant mm-hmm. to be a piece of, of maybe hoping that, that people will, will, will not have to live with this idea. Like let's say uh state of the dead, that, that people mm-hmm. won't have to live with this idea that like, I love them, but also by the way, you know, it's going to be hot if you don't follow right. me. Like, 
you don't have to live with that idea. Instead, you can have what I hope is a more biblical idea of who God is. But if that was present truth, then what if at some point we come to the place where we're like, well, even the way that we taught it had some nuance to it that actually, man, we got to let go of that because that wasn't even Mm -hmm. really, we were reading that through our 21st century lens and now we have a different Mm -hmm. perspective. And yeah, yeah. Like that's scary. But what it also means is that God is alive and moving and breathing and that we have to trust that and that God is the one that we're united around, not the idea, not the doctrine. And Mm. so, but there's always tension there. And and that's where I'm like, I'm not a guy who's like, let's throw out the doctrine. It's just, there's the tension there. You have to write it down. You have to, yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to have something. But if you if the if the doctrine itself becomes your God, then yeah, you, you miss God. You miss God and who He is. And yeah, in some ways, it's know. the story of the Jewish people played out, and it's like over and over. It's like uh-huh. I keep thinking of what Jesus says to the Pharisees: like you search the Scriptures because in them you think you have life. Yeah, and the Scriptures testify to me. I'm the to thing. Me. I'm the I'm thing the, itself. The, the living, breathing person in front of you. I am it. Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm the thing that they were talking about. Like I'm. Those were all labels and ideas and ways to describe, but I'm that thing. Yeah. Yeah. All this makes me think of, yeah, you go. Yeah, go for it. No, go for it. Because I was going to shift. All of this makes me think of um, how I've thought of Christianity in general. Tim Keller says uh, something that I always come back to um, in his book, Reason for God. He says, he talks about how Christianity and counterfeit Christianity have coexisted together Mm -hmm. since the beginning. And we see it in the New Testament, Paul's, Paul's preaching the gospel and yeah. there's legalism is rampant, which is like completely opposite to mm-hmm. the, the gospel idea. Um, and so, and he talks about how constantly throughout all of history within Christianity, there has been Christianity itself and anti-Christianity that yeah. masquerades as Christianity. Yeah. And the weed um, and the tares, that whole idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so uh, many people encounter Christians, quote unquote, they'll encounter Christians or Christian ideas or Christianity, they go to a Christian church, and they'll say, well, Christianity treated me this way, or I experienced this in Christianity. And a lot of times that's super valid. People have lots of Mm -hmm. church hurt. I've experienced that, friends, family who have, super valid. But often, time and time again, when I've sat and listened to people and and heard them articulate, hey, what happened? What were you taught? What you know? Wh- what did they say about who God was and what He was like? Almost every time th- when they tell me, when they're like, well, you know, they told me this or this is what was I was taught or this is how I was treated. I'm like, wow, that sounds like everything that Christianity stands against. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's, and I remember um, having a conversation with a friend of mine in Seattle, and she was like saying, like, well, how can you like work for the Christian church and believe in the Bible when it's, it's this and it's this and this, it's oppressive and it's pro-slavery and it's anti-women and it's anti-queer people and like all these things. Um, and I, uh, I remember saying like, wow, all those things that you've listed, like I think are the opposite of what the book is saying. (laughs) Like I, I think that, I think that what you're listing and what, what, what you've been presented is actually a counterfeit version, Mm -hmm. not the thing itself. And I wonder if that was a lot of words to say, I wonder if, Adventism, there's a similar thing. And I think yeah. that's maybe why I feel post-seminary that Adventism is far more compelling than I ever saw it to be. Mm-hmm. Because at seminary, I was able to catch it. And I said this to Ty, catch a vision from certain professors of like, oh, that's the thing itself. Mm-hmm. And and this yeah. had been obscured to me pretty much my whole life. Yeah, the and whole I, time. And I'm like, yeah. the whole time where I'm like, wow. So I, I'm a child of the system, right? You and I, we yeah. grew up 
going to Adventist school since we were kids, pretty much every year of our life. We went to Adventist education, we went to Adventist church, we were part of Pathfinders, et cetera, et cetera, all this stuff. Um, and yet I was never really presented with like the real Adventism, which is mm -hmm. kind of yeah. kind of insane. It's it's kind of wild, which is why, and I sounded way more just maybe discouraging earlier when I was saying like, I think we've squandered, we're mostly squandered potential. Yeah, um, yeah. Which sounds really discouraging, but like Sean said, I think it is really exciting because it does give us an opportunity to present like, no, this is actually what the thing is. Yeah. The thing itself, and we'll probably fail to live up to the, the the ideas because they are so big they are so beautiful but i do think that that's a lot of words to say i agree with you that <laughs> <laughs> no i i i, I think i do agree if i wonder if adventism at its core is is those principles that you laid out um that idea of present truth the idea of being prophetic and the idea of everything flows from god is love and if that's the case, then like that's really, very different. Well, yes, I, I agree. It's with very that, different like, than if, do you believe the Saturday is the Sabbath and it wasn't changed? Yes. Yeah, but 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 and if let, let's just let's just let all of the other stuff go and let's just say like let, that's that that's our starting point. We're okay. Yeah, we're we're seeking what they sought and and but we're the ones <laughs> right. who were the we're the ones who were at the beginning. Let's just say that. Um, yeah, and not not as a pretentious thing, just like as a as an exercise here. If that was the case, then you have to ask yourself, would we come up with the same set of beliefs that or we even currently have? Denominational like, would, would, well, I system. guess what I'm what I'm trying to say, let's just say we already have the word Seventh day Adventist okay, yeah. as a label. We already have these principles. And you have to ask yourself, and and like would we actually come out with all of this stuff that we have? Um what would be there? What wouldn't be there? And then what I would it the, look like? You're yeah. Saying. And then the next, the next question would be like, well, what, what would we be like? What would it mean to be, to join this? And without trying to answer, you're, you're, I, th I think you're saying what would a movement centered around those big ideas look like if it was starting what would it from believe? today? Yeah. What, what, would, what it would it believe? What would it look like? Mm -hmm. All of that. I mean, that's a yeah. question we have to ask. And there, I'm not going to answer it right now. Cause I think what we want to do in the future is actually answer these questions. Um, yeah. So I won't answer it today, but that's a, that's a question that I would have. And then second, mm -hmm. what would it look like to join that movement? I get, if I had to express what an Adventist is, what would it be? And I wonder if it is at its core an invitation to joining that story and joining that journey. Like being mm -hmm. an Adventist is joining the journey of following, trying to trying to chase after those principles. God is still alive and speaking. Yeah, we have a role of of having a prophetic voice in the world, not just conforming to the world, not being separate from it, but being in it, but also speaking yeah. to it in a way that is both encouraging and challenging. And then fourth, everything we believe flows from this basic idea. God is love. And it is the ever, ever challenging journey of parsing out what that looks like in practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But at its core, it is not, and maybe maybe the last piece that I would add to this that would actually be a maybe a more hopeful rather than present. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it actually is present in our in our in our denomination, but would be the not just believing those ideas, but actually being in a relationship with Jesus, which is the most generic thing I could say. But I mean this in the sense that being in a relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus, the living, breathing God, that is willing to wrestle through the real world we live in with us. 
And so mm. it's doing all of those things. It's, it's you know, present truth, prophetic voice, uh, 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 God is love, that being the the, the, the formational idea at the core of everything a, everything flows We need from. a P a P word for the third. Do we one. need another one? <laughs> <laughs> um, but but then that, that last piece being the fact that if God is alive and breathing and moving, then it mm-hmm. is the relationship with him that that we don't have to get it all right. It is the mm. process of going on the journey of figuring out, getting it wrong, processing, processing. Yeah, there you go. There's your P word. Uh, of, but but actually, I don't even. It, I actually mean it. Like it's it's more key that it has to be this deep, living, breathing, obedient relationship with God, where yeah, whatever whatever comes out of that though is is the trying to do it in the world where it matters. Mm. And I I I think again without trying to really flesh that out because I think we want to do that in the future. That's a far mm-hmm. more compelling thing to invite somebody into to me. It's not so. as defined. It's not as like, here's your, here's your set of beliefs. Here's what, exactly what you're going to believe. But it's mm-hmm. like, hey, this is actually what we're calling you, you into. If God is love, this all trickles down into some of the, these, these belief systems that we have. Um, mm-hmm. And you're invited into that as well. There's, mm-hmm. I would say, there's some wiggle room in that. Uh, where you might uh, you might see in scripture what a kind of wiggle room you're saying you heretic yeah it's I don't know <laughs> but I think there would have to be there would have to no, be because if we didn't have it then all we start doing is worshiping the idea itself as opposed yeah, to it, Jesus yeah. and so like there's there there has to be enough of that but again it's the invitation to a sort do you want to go on that story do you want to go on that journey do you want to chase that right then I think let's be part of that together it's such a yeah, different yeah. idea of what it means to be an Adventist that I think we we it sounds like we're speaking a different language, and yet yeah, at the same time, like... it, to you mm-hmm. and me, I think it feels like a reclamation of oh, something yeah. that has Absolutely. been lost. And someone like Ty and other people that we have talked to, let alone a lot of other people out there in Adventism, also want the same thing. And mm-hmm. that's a that's a powerful idea. So if I'm going to have to like distill it down and say what I think it means to be an Adventist, I think it's an invitation to that story. Ooh, and I you think said I'm comfortable. You were a verbal processor at the beginning. <laughs> I think I'm comfortable coming there. to that point. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, no, that's well yeah. articulated. I think yeah. so as well. I think that I, I've been feeling that way for a while, but I think you just put language to it in a in a compelling yeah. way. So yeah, I think so. I think that one thing we didn't mention, and we probably want to wrap up here, but one thing we didn't mention is the second coming. Which I think yeah. a lot of people will will would wonder about, like, because that's <laughs> didn't it's in it the once. name. We didn't mention it once. It's yeah. in the name. It was a yeah. core conviction of early Adventists. Yeah. Um, and to find out, uh, continue listening to other episodes of Seeking What They Saw. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to change the name. Dang it! <laughs> I know. I do Man. have thoughts about that. We we need to we need to have a conversation about that. Well, once we get our anime name for the Great Controversy, then we get our anime name for Adventists. Right. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, thank you so much for once again listening to this episode of Seeking What They Sought. It has been a bit of a journey over the past, oh, what, seven months or so, as we have been asking the question, what is an Adventist? And uh, we just want to thank you, on behalf of all of us, just want to thank you all for listening to this series of episodes. It's been quite a journey for us as we've been wrestling ourselves with uh, the answer to this question. We hope most of all that the conversations have been beneficial to you and life-giving in some way. So thank you so much for sticking along with us. It's been quite a journey. 2023 was quite a year. 
and um, it's the year where we've experienced the most growth in the podcast as far as people that we've been able to reach and adding new listeners to our community as well as uh, branching out into new social media networks like we branched out to TikTok and YouTube this year and um, a whole bunch of other things. So um, I almost, <laughs> what am I even saying? The Patreon. Um, I, Sean would kill me if I forgot to mention the Patreon. We, uh, we have the Patreon that we've added. Thank you so much to our patrons. Uh, we really, really appreciate each and every single one of you for sacrificing monetarily to support us in, in uh, making this podcast happen. So we're really, really grateful just for the support, for the response. We have really, really felt the love this year, this past year uh, in 2023. So from our hearts to you, we just wanna say a deep thank you. We are feeling much gratitude and we can't wait for what's to come. We have a lot that's coming up in the pipeline, episodes that we are really excited for uh, for you guys to hear, some that are already done, some that are in the works. Um, we have a new series that we have are kind of in the planning stages um, around right now that we're really, really excited about. So. Um, the, the fun has not ended and uh, we're excited for, for what is next. All right. I think that is about it. If you want to stay connected with us, um, you can easily do that on any of our social media platforms. There's a link in our Instagram. That's kind of where we direct people. But if you're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, um, we're there and you can, you can find us there. Uh, just type in our name and and uh, it'll take you right to us. So thank you so much for listening, for supporting, and uh, we'll see you next time on Seeking What They Saw.